LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. You're listening to the One Ministry Question Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Atkins, and today I'm here with Daniel M. Hello, hello. And we continue to have uh, conversations outside before we press record. <laughs> and, and we're like, no, stop, stop, don't talk anymore. Stop <laughs> the podcast. I want your real response to this. Huh? Yeah. All right. So what we want to talk about today uh, and we, what we were talking about, but you what have we to wanted... form it in a question. Okay. You have to form it in a question, Daniel. So how, in, in light of the fact that, and, and we recognize how geographical that this can be. But in light of the fact that more and more restrictions of co- because of COVID are being released and more and more places are opening up, how as a church do you build momentum back to in-person, back to, and we're not saying go back to exactly where you were before, but how do you build momentum into the future now that restrictions are continuing to be released? So does that work as a question? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. That definitely you, works. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you go first? Because Tennessee, I mean, y'all were without restrictions. It's been like over a year yes. now, right? <laughs> yes. So last night was the State of the Union uh, address yeah. in the U.S. When yeah. at as, the time of this recording, of this recording, yeah. Um, the uh, thing that literally just popped on my up on my phone while Daniel was talking was uh, a news feed. White House lays out new pandemic response plan where COVID-19 is no, lo- no longer disrupts daily life. Mm. In Tennessee, it has not disrupted daily life for like a year. Um, <laughs> maybe p- in parts of, you know, larger cities, but, you know, where, where I live is about 30 minutes out of Nashville. Yeah. And if anything, it would be like, well, the, the plan is for, you know, not to have any restrictions. That mm-hmm. is what's disrupting daily life, you know? Um, and so for our, our church, at least we have been back in for a year now with no blips. So yeah, it's a really okay. good litmus test for us to say, okay, you know, if we go back to pre COVID to COVID, uh, to, to coming out of COVID, what's that look like? I mean, after recording, I have a, a, a meeting with one of our pastors um, I'm very engaged and involved uh, in, in the church, and we've actually grown through the process. And what I would say has done that was, yeah, we you know did what everybody else did and 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 went online, but more importantly, um, we didn't start back everything, and children's came back really, really strong. Yeah, um, and I think that's part of I, I think that's part of it. So. In, in, I don't know if my pastor would like me saying this. Um, I don't know if he listens to this or not. I know he listens to five LQ, but I don't know if he listens to it. Um, I would say our growth is not, uh, is not a result of new believers. It's people who have found a new church. Yeah. But that's, but that's the great shuffle that we're in right now. Right. And I know, and I know no pastor pre COVID would have, wanted or would have been proud of the fact that their church is growing because of transfer growth. But, <laughs> I don't know about no pastor. Yeah. But. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> most. Yeah. Uh, most hopefully. <laughs> so, uh, but given the fact that we're now 
hopefully, I, I don't even want to say coming to the end of COVID, but regardless, right now that now that we are where we're at right now, the fact of the matter is church members and individuals have changed churches. And you know that, right? You know that because just look at the number of newcomers that you have gotten and the per, the ratio of how many of those newcomers have given. Because if you're a newcomer and you're not a believer, you're probably not going to be giving right away like that. <laughs> right? That's a discipleship issue. Right. But if you have a newcomer and like you have 100 newcomers or 20 newcomers and 20 new givers, then you're like, okay, well these are people that just changed churches. So yes, you know what, that, that is, that is an interesting dynamic that we need to wrestle through and, and it's just reality, but you know what Todd, um, when I was out at Mariners, uh, one thing Kenton B. Shore said, uh, and this was interesting. He was like a third of the new growth at Mariners is all new people, a third of the growth, right? So they're at what 90, 95% of their pre COVID numbers. And he was like, yeah, about two thirds have come back and a third are new. So that's, I mean, that is staggering. And, and there is some Barner research out there too. And, and other research where it's like, yeah, there is, there is a, a third that have left many churches, but yeah, what, I, I guess we're not here to speculate on that. It's more, okay. If that's, the generalized reality, how do you build momentum, right? How do you build momentum so that, yeah, you may have lost a third, but how do you gain a third or even more than that as you continue to reach into your city and into your, into your mission to preach the gospel? I can tell you what it's not. Mm. Okay. So, um, I was just with a, a group of pastors last week and, um, the senior pastor of one of the groups wasn't there. Mm. And he said, uh, how do I get my pastor who, and this guy was like late forties, early fifties. His pastor was like, you know, 50, late fifties, 60 from what I could gather. Mm. Cause he said, boomer. Um, and it wasn't anything on boomers. I love boomers. It, it boomers, a state of mind. I will say that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Uh, but he said he is having a tendency, although intellectually he knows that less is more, he's having a tendency to go back to church growth stuff in the 90s and 2000s that kind of made us as a church. He is saying, okay, what do we add to get them back? What what more can we do to get them back? Like, mm. how do we re-engage them? How do we, you know... Yeah, they're, they they're, they used to come this often, and now they're coming one less Sunday a month. What do we add in order to bring them back in yeah. order to oh, gain that momentum again? And I said, well, you know, it 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 you know, it's easy to say less is more, but we almost need a new saying because it's so trite, and everybody thinks they understand what it means. When obviously, I don't know that we do because. Part of it is it's a twofold question, Daniel, right? As you pointed out um, with church examples, a lot of the people that are coming back are new and people are coming less at the same yeah. time. Mm -hmm. So how do you, how do you uh, navigate that? I personally, I would, I would say it is the less is more approach from what you're doing to announcements to et cetera. And 
think less about excellence and more about intentionality and that we have no wasted uh, moment or no wasted time for volunteers or people showing up to things because they won't, that they won't come back um, or they won't come regularly. Mm. Yeah. How do you, when you think about momentum and building momentum, there is, there is that language of, yeah, how do we get them back? But there's also that side of how much energy are you wasting on trying to get people back when they've already left? So there is that sense of, okay, how do you engage all the new people that have come? How do you engage how do you engage? And that, and you know, that might be two families where you're at, right? But how do, what are you doing to engage the new? And I think this right now is a prime example of, of, of a shift in how we think about ministry and, and a shift in how we think about, uh, and, and how we think about everything that we do. How do you just, just turn up the dial on engaging newcomers? On, on going after newcomers, on assimilating newcomers, all of that, on discipling them and get, and just, just even going to like old school house visits, you know, what I'm talking about like baking bread, going to their house, giving it to them saying, Hey, welcome. I'm the pastor of the church or I'm on staff of the church. I just, I just wanted to say, Hey, I noticed that you were brand new and I just want to come and say, thank you and welcome. And, and can I pray for you? And just go into those old school methods, even printing cards again and handing them out like you're a church plant and you're in your neighborhood. Like, how do you go back to this like like guerrilla warfare, you know, it's probably not the best term, but there is that image, (laughs) right? That, uh, that there is that image of, yeah, how do you just all hands on deck do that and engage and not just from a staffing or a, or a leadership perspective, engaging your congregation to neighbor well and to focus in on that, not expending. So I, I would just say in building back momentum, you got to focus more. This goes to the 80, 20 rule. I believe like you got to focus more on the newcomers than on the people who have left. Yes, absolutely. I think you also need to remember that, um, you, you talked about neighboring well, as an example, mm-hmm. you know, churches that, uh, have seen a lot of success have been those that had small, uh, strong, small group and Sunday school, uh, ministries. Now mm-hmm. people don't often lump those two things together, but, um, my experience in talking to churches that have made it through really well, uh, a lot of them had a hybrid model. Um, but a lot of them, you know, still just had Sunday school or they had small or they were had small groups. But in both instances, it was the people that held the the people. People are stickier than your preaching mm-hmm. and people are stickier than, you know, your your Sunday morning. Um, and so those classes or those groups really held together because they talked to each other, they ministered to each other and et cetera. If you look right now. In uh, we did an audit at the end of the year um, for Ministry Grid, and I was blown away because I don't know why I just made the assumptions that everything that people were you know really focused on for the last several years were still going to be there. Like I can tell you, hey, 
you know, if you look at grid this week, you're going to have this many thousand views on this type of material, you know, that like it, it was, it was easy before mm-hmm. now it's groups, man, it's groups and church cares. So what that told me was the groups material is people are, uh, people are really understanding the importance of groups and adding groups and connecting people to groups. Um, and then the second piece, uh, uh, church cares just means that, um, there's being a lot of new volunteers onboarded to, uh, children's ministries and they want to make sure that, you know, they're, they're doing that well. Yeah. But I've been shocked at the, those numbers before COVID mm. it would have still been general. It would have been like very specific, like here's preschool ministry, preschool volunteers, preschool leaders, or preschool director training, um, guest services was higher. You know, there were several things that would usually rank pretty well. Um, and those things still rank well, don't get me wrong. It's just, they've been usurped by groups and church cares. Yeah. Fascinating. So all that to say, when you think about momentum, these are ideas, right? These are ideas. Ultimately you need to go before the Lord, spend time in prayer with your team and, and pray about, okay, what is, what are those things that you specifically need to focus in on in your context? It's not the same everywhere you are, but there are some principles that do apply when it comes to momentum, right? And that's part of it is just helping people remember how great it is to be together. You're going to have a percentage of your church who are just, you know, they're not coming back because they feel unsafe. That's okay. Right. Um, But there's going to be a percentage of your church who aren't coming back because they'd rather roll out of their bed with their PJs on and stream the service. Right. Like, like legit, or they're not going to come as often because they'd rather do that than get dressed up and, and go to church. They, they could, do brunch while they're doing this or stream it later. So there is a percentage of your church who are like that. That is a group that you need to talk to differently than you talk to newcomers, than you talk to those who are coming in person. So you really do need to target your communication that way. But but I just want to say one word of caution as we end this podcast. As you try to motivate and encourage uh, the... Sorry, I don't want to call them slackers, but it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of what they are. Um, don't don't lump in all of the people who feel unsafe into that, because there are people who may have loved ones that are at high risk. And that's why they're not going back in person. And that's completely legitimate. Right. You just can't lump back everyone who is streaming online to the to the the, the people who are kind of lazy. Right. So. Just think about those different target groups and demographics as you're communicating. Again, yeah, I think it's all about that's all about understanding people and that, you know, our churches are made up of of people. We're called to equip them. We're called to uh, help them understand who God has wired them to be in the kingdom. Yes, in our church, but also Mm -hmm. in our community. And man, um, from neighboring to being a part of a group to whatever, that's going to be uh, a way our, our ministry is extended. And we just have to be, I think we got to be really intentional with people right now. Um, and that's going to be why, why, why they come back, especially when they can feel like, Oh, I got the gist of the service. 
from the feed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But you can't get that community from yeah, the feed. No, no, not and at so all. That's going to be it. Well, thank you. Uh, thanks Daniel. Um, for sharing just what's going on, you know, at, at your church and, and kind of what you're hearing as well. Mm-hmm. And we hope and pray that this episode was helpful and that it was, uh, that it gave you ideas as to how to build back better and build momentum in terms of just reaching your community for Christ. So as you think about that, and if there are any follow-up questions that you might have with this, or you're like, Hey, can you guys just zoom in on that one topic? Hey, send that question. And you can do that either by leaving a rating and review or by connecting with us on social media at Todd Adkins or at Daniel Sangi, S-A-N-G-I on the socials. And we'd love to, yeah do a double click on that idea as well. So thank you again for listening in and we'll catch you next time.